the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Of course, you know who's really to blame for all this crime. It's uh, COVID-19. Yes, COVID-19 is to blame for everything, according to uh, none less an authority, no less an authority than Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary. Uh, Last week, she was asked about the surge in crime across the country, record murder totals here in Columbus, three people shot and killed last night, age 22, age 9, age 6. How would you like to have that conversation? Your uh, kid comes home from school. Uh, they're in the fourth grade. They're in the sixth grade. And they say that one of their classmates was not at school today. And the teacher told us they won't be in school ever again. And they were killed last night. How would you like to be the teacher that had to explain that today to the classes where Charles Wade, nine, Excuse me, Demetrius Walneal, nine, and London Walneal, six, went to school. So it's not the fault of, you know, criminals. It's the fault of uh, too many guns. Or, as Jen Zaki said, it's, it's the fault of COVID. The fault of COVID. She said, COVID is, quote, a root cause in a lot of communities of the violence that we see. That's an interesting admission. What about COVID is the root cause? I'm not stipulating that COVID is the root cause, but even her admitting it is interesting because if COVID is the root cause, is it the fear of dying from COVID? I don't know. I haven't seen any statistics that say young men, and make no mistake, the lion's share of crime homicidal crime in particular, violent crime that results from a robbery or something like that, the overwhelming percentage of perpetrators of that crime are young men. I don't see a lot of retirees out robbing banks, doing the smash and grab at Bloomingdale's or Tiffany. You know, it'd be tough. It'd be tough for a 70-year-old to do a smash and grab at Bloomingdale's. He might be able to do the smash, although it would probably take him several strikes of the hammer of the glass case to get in there and grab the watch, the ring, the necklace. But the getaway, the getaway would be a little awkward, wouldn't it? Guy with arthritis hobbling out of the store. Imagine Joe Biden smashing, grabbing, trying to run away. (laughs) Maybe he could get out on a, maybe he could juice up his hover round. Get on that and steam on out of there after the smash and grab. No, of course, most of the crime is committed by young men. Now, young men aren't dying of COVID. So for Jen Psaki to say, 
COVID-19 is a root cause of a lot of the violence in our community. If young men are committing the crimes, and they are, and Jen Psaki wants to lay it off on COVID, what about COVID? Would the young men be reacting to? It's not fear of dying, because the fact that you're out with a gun shooting other people would tell me you really don't have that much of a fear of dying. Because you have a gun. A gun tends to give you more protection from dying at the hand of other people than going without a gun. So I don't think it's a fear of dying. The numbers say they shouldn't be dying from COVID and are not dying from COVID. So what is it about COVID? If she's right, she's not. But if she is, what is she saying there? Unintentionally, she's saying, we've locked down the country. We've fear-mongered to the point where every new variant, we have to accentuate the possible, the possible bad news about it. Because it's never as bad as they say it is. Oh, it's more transmissible. Oh, it's more transmissible. Okay, is it more dangerous? How many people are dead right now from Omicron? How many people are dead right now from Omicron? I think that's a nice round number. Zero. So, I will give you Jen Psaki, presidential truth masseuse, the possibility that COVID may play a role in some of the violence in our communities, but the role that it plays is that you've locked them down, cost them their job, threatened their job with vaccine mandates. You've ratcheted up hopelessness. And that's what people do. They lash out when they don't have hope. They lash out. Imagine uh, if you were to go before a judge. You probably could find a judge who would respond to this kind of argument. Uh, This comes from Gerard Baker, uh, writing in the Wall Street Journal. He's creating a scenario where a criminal is before a judge making the case that Jen Psaki made, that COVID is why this person committed the crime that they are charged with. And he says to the judge, it was the virus that made me do it, Your Honor. I was an honest, law-abiding citizen, doing my part to fight the systemic racism and climate injustice, when all of a sudden I developed a high fever and lost my sense of smell. Next thing I knew, I was pulling $25,000 Louis Vuitton purses out of display cases in downtown department stores. I can't make bail, but if you'll let me go free, I'll do my best to hunt down this vicious virus and make our streets safe again. That's awesome satire. But there might be a judge who would say, yeah, okay, you can go. You can go because after all, bail is evil, right? Locking up people who are suspected of committing a crime, who we have a high degree of probability to believe committed a crime, locking them up and keeping them off the streets until we determine are they innocent or are they guilty. That now is decried as immoral by the left, unfair, prejudicial, racist. We need to get back to a point where we believe and put into action practices where we hold people legally and morally 
responsible for their own personal decisions. I know it sounds antiquated. I know it is labeled as something that will disproportionately affect minorities, people of color, whatever. That is a lie. That is a lie. I've said many times I will say it until my dying day. It is not hard to stay out of the back of a police car. It is not. Every person, every person knows they are breaking the law 98% of the time that they break the law. Now, I may have broken the law the other day, and I was unclear as to whether I was breaking the law. I was taking my daughters to school. One of them had a test that day. She wanted to study for her test on her way to school. She turned the light on in the inside of my car. And I thought to myself, is it against the law to drive around with the inside light in your car on, the dome light on? Is that against the law? I'm not sure if that's against the law. But I let her do it because man, I want her to do well on the test. That is one of the rare exceptions where you may be breaking the law and may not know. Walking up to somebody, stealing some of their property at gunpoint, There's no mystery on that. Walking into a department store, smashing the glass. Whoops, an alarm just went off in my head. I'm not allowed to break the glass. But they push right through that one, and they grab something expensive, and they bolt out the door. Why? Because some DA somewhere, lots of places, will turn them right back on the street as soon as they're arrested. And because actually what they did is not a crime in some places. But we're at a point where we have established a dominant line of thought that when people do that, they drive up to a store, they get out, they may have a gun on them, they at least have a hammer, they walk in, they break a case, they take something and walk out. We have developed the dominant line of thought in this country that the fault for that lies with the world in which that person grew up. Not with the person themselves. That is absolute lunacy. But it is a dominant thought out there in our culture. I was exposed to a dominant thought in our culture the other day at a resource where I thought I would never hear such nonsense. I was listening to a podcast. And the premise of the podcast from an entity that I trust, they were interviewing a public school professor about how women are blocked from entering the science field. And I'm sitting there and listening to this, and I'm like, I hear this woman scientist, which, okay, your very existence denies the assertion you are making that women are blocked in the science field. Nevertheless, I listened. And she talked about how her father did not encourage her to go to college because her father owned a gas station, and he didn't go to college. And her mother was a piano teacher. But she pressed through, good for her, and she graduated from MIT. And she went on to talk about how she had no male role models at MIT. She had no other scientists who were females. She had no one who looked like her. She had no female students in the class. All men. So she had no role models. And this was very difficult for her. She had no role models. And I thought to myself as I listened to this, is there any gratitude for the mother, piano teacher, father, gas station operator who were able to send you to MIT? 
was there any gratitude for the organization that gave you a scholarship to attend MIT based upon your high school grades? And why must you have a role model that looks exactly like you or shares your gender? I will confess that my mother is probably the dominant role model in my life. My wife's dominant role model in her life probably would be her dad. Different gender, doesn't look like us. Still capable of being a role model. But instead, this professor at this school is perpetuating the idea that for a person to be a true role model, they have to look like you. So what does that do? That ingrains you to look at other people and group them together. I'm black. I can only have black friends. I'm a woman. I can only have female role models. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Is a person what's on the exterior or is a person what's on the interior? Most people would answer that the person is who's on the interior. Even the Wokesters, even the Ibram Kendis, even the Robin DeAngelos, they would probably say, oh, well, you know, the true person is on the person on the inside. Then why don't you look at that? Why don't you look right past the wrapping and look at the package? What's in the package? It's everywhere. And, hey, it's... Hard to resist it. But that's what the mission of this show is and other shows from the conservative side is to take a look at, is what they're telling me true? Is that really true? It's a really good question to ask yourself as you go through life. Is that really true? Because people make all kinds of statements. And you can save yourself being coming imprisoned and enslaved to a lot of wrong-headed thinking if you just simply pause to say, is that really true? Christmas will be here before you know it. There would be one thing I think it would make everybody's Christmas. That is to have your mortgage payments taken care of for a year. We have a contest here called the Christmas Mortgage Miracle. Uh, it is on the website at 989theanswer.com, sponsored by our friends at Fire and Ice Heating and Cooling. Aaron, tell the people a little bit about the Christmas Mortgage Miracle and how that contest works. Yeah, well, you could sign up every single day uh, on 989theanswer.com. Somebody is going to win up to $15,000 towards uh, your mortgage for next year. Okay. So if it's more than that, uh, you will get the fifteen. If it's less than that, you will get it all paid for. And again, yeah, that's fire and ice heating and air conditioning is making that possible. And you can find all the details at 989theanswer.com. All right, so I'm trying to do the math in my head here, $15,000. Clearly, your mortgage payment can be over a thousand dollars a month. So you have three thousand left. Three thousand divided by twelve, fifteen hundred divided by six. This is how my head works on the math. Fifteen hundred divided by six would be two hundred. So your mortgage payment could be like over fourteen hundred dollars a month. You get the whole thing paid for. There you go. How about that? That's how my head works. Do you do math like that in your head or not? Well, I didn't follow what you just did. But, you didn't. Uh, yeah. I've... Shall I go over it again? It's riveting radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we have the camera. I could bring out a chart and draw it on the on camera, and Fantastic. we can go through the whole thing. And people could watch it on Facebook because the show is on Facebook. That's right. The Hooli Show, 989theanswer.com Facebook page. You can watch the show every day. We have a nice little camera set up in here, three or four of them. Aaron switches them in and out, and hopefully does not have them on the close-up when I'm grabbing a handful of peanuts during the break. But I don't see what's going out over the air, so hopefully it's, um, it's good and... Um, 
that's just another avenue that you can engage with the show. You can send us a Facebook message. You can email the show, Bruce at 989theanswer.com. Listen to the show after hours. Go to our website, 989theanswer.com. Click on, is it shows first and then listen? Or is it listen first and then shows? Aaron's looking it up. I know it's on the left-hand side of the page. I think it's listen and then shows and maybe podcast after that. These are things I should know before well, I talking about it. If you want show information, you could go listen shows. Yeah. If you want the podcast, you yeah. could go listen podcast. Listen podcast. There you go. Pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Uh, horrible, horrible triple homicide uh, last night in Columbus. There's no way for that not to be horrible. It's doubly horrible when the victims are 22, 9, and 6. The 9 and the 6-year-old are brother and sister. Uh, I'm going to assume the 22-year-old, well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't assume he's the father, but he has a different last name, but I'm going to assume he's the father. Uh, He could be the boyfriend of the mother, Um, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just a terrible, terrible thing. Three were pronounced dead at the scene. Apartment complex on the east side. Uh, They were, these little ones were students uh, in the Canal Winchester district. So their teachers got to, got the terrible duty today of telling their friend, telling their friends that these kids are never coming back. All three of them were sitting inside a car. Two people approached, shot without any apparent provocation, without any warning. Cops show up, find the car riddled with bullets. Now listen, I have a little inside information here. I have a doctor friend who says when someone is pronounced dead at the scene, it's a really messy scene. Like if they can, they get the people out and they get them on an ambulance and they're trying to resuscitate them and all that. When they pronounce you dead at the scene within 30 minutes of your shooting, like they show up and they know there's no hope. So they were shot multiple times. Or they've been shot in the head, and it's very apparent they're not going to be revivable. So my fear has been all along as this murder total has escalated in the city of Columbus. I've said this before, that my fear is that it's inevitable that something's going to happen to a student in the campus area at Ohio State. Well, the reason why that in my head is really a horrible scenario is because People who are in college have dreams, hopes, access to those avenues of education through which they pursue their dreams and hopes. And the tragedy of it is like they're doing something, you know, pretty innocent, pretty exciting, going to college and they're they're murdered. It hasn't happened yet. But I know this, Friday night, the Columbus police were in the campus area. And they deployed a what they call bait car, which is a car equipped with surveillance technology, a remote, probably kill switch. And they put the car in an area where they believe there's high probability someone is stealing cars. And then they watch and they wait. So they deployed this car in five different areas in the campus area. And bang, three kids steal the car. Two 15-year-olds and a 17-year-old. These would be 
the exact kinds of criminals. Yes, they are criminals. I don't describe 15 and 17-year-olds as juveniles. They're criminals. They know this is wrong. These are the exact kids that the Franklin County Juvenile Court judges, the ones who were charged with keeping these kinds of little monsters off the street, complained about when Columbus police announced an initiative called Operation Game Over, which was meant to what? Stop these kids from stealing cars. How did police propose to stop them from stealing cars? Arrest them and put them into some kind of detention. But the cops don't get to do the entirety of that equation. They get to arrest them, and then they turn them over to judges who say in a letter, how dare you target these kids? You're turning them into criminals. You're targeting young black kids. No, we're targeting criminals. I don't care what color they are. Targeting them. Sure enough, one of these teenagers had a loaded gun and had previously been charged with a weapons offense. Okay, so there you go. How long before he has the gun and he uses the gun in the campus area? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.